Welcome to the Innovative Accountant Podcast, where we talk about the evolution of wealth management and how a client's most trusted advisor, their accountant, will lead this evolution. I'm your host, David Judy, and I'm joined by my co-host, partner, and good friend, Tim Coquel. Welcome back to the Integrated Advisory Series. I'm smiling a little bit because Tim's making me laugh as I'm getting started on this one. So thank you very much for getting me, getting me uh, <laughs> in the right frame of mind. Um, what we're going to talk about in this series, it, it's fine talking about, hey, great, we should have an integrated advisory experience. This is such a wonderful thing. Um, but the big question is, how do you do that? How do you deliver that? How do you make sure that it's consistent? Um, what are the tools that you need to have in place to do that? So we're going to talk up specifically about that, the actual client experience, who, by the way, should be the most important person in, in this conversation. Um, so why don't we, we've learned an awful lot, obviously, over the last uh, 10 to 15 years working together. I think we've worked together for 12 or 13 years now. Uh, it's been a long time. Our models really evolved. Um, but when we talk about this turnkey solution for firms, it has to be more than just, hey, we've got a great revenue model, uh, we've got engagement agreements and things like that you can use. It's gotta be more, how do we deliver this integrated advisory experience? So why don't we talk about, um, or why don't you start with, there's a three-step process that we walk clients through or help accountants walk clients through. Tell me how that works. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, as we look at this, uh, we'll jump into the process. I think that's really important. Um, you know, in, integrated advisory is a philosophy, as you said, is, is teamwork, specialization, um, planning to implementation to review and making sure everybody's working together with the client's best interests at heart. Okay. So that's sort of the philosophy. And it's, as you said, it's kind of great in theory, but how do you get it down to where the clients actually get the benefit of that theory? And I think, um, you know, as you said, over the years, we've had lots of learnings on that, mm -hmm. um, been able to look at other firms and their learnings. Um, and there are some pretty consistent best practices that are at the core of that. Um, it, it really does firstly start with the relationship that they already have with the accountant uh, as their trusted advisor. The process has to ensure that they, they're involved. Um, but it's also, uh, we also have to be realistic about the time that accountants have. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, this isn't about creating a model that adds more uh, hours in the day or you know, we're not trying to create more billable hours as it relates to this. They're, they're able to do that in their, in their own uh, account. So I think the, the reality of it is, and this is where most firms go, unless there's a individual partner passion like I had, where I was, you know, wanting to move into that, uh, that type of a, a role, um, you know, many firms, especially firms that have multiple partners, they're not all going to want to uh, be, become financial planners, as an example. Right. Um, and so normally where it starts is we need to build some, some uh, depth to the team to support the client experience to clients. And so normally what we do is we're going to hire a, uh, a CFP. Um, we're going to help the firms do that. But we've also had great success with firms finding somebody internally that does have a passion. A number of firms, actually, that's been right. the case. Yeah. Where they, and, yeah. and I believe that that is uh, the best outcome because 
you've got an individual that can lead that side of the business, uh, the personal financial planning side that already understands the culture in an accounting firm. They're not coming in uh, and being really salesy or not understanding uh, the professionalism required. They can kind of start with that already as a foundation. And a lot of the CFP and the process can be trained and easily coached. And so I think that the starting point of that experience is usually we're, we're adding some depth in the personal financial planning area. Instead of that being left to the banks or the investment firms, we're internalizing financial planning within the firm. Right. Okay? And once you've done that, you can then start to deliver a different experience to clients. Okay? Well, I think you talked a little bit too about... Um, you know, the accounting partners being able to focus on what they do well and, and, and you know, what's brought value to the firm to date. Right. Um, we refer to that, strategic coach uh, uh, participants, as unique ability. Right. And I think that's really the key to, to um, expanding and multiplying any business. It's how do you let people continue to do what their unique ability is and what they thrive at. So can you explain that a little bit? You know, because I think that a lot of firms are worried all right, well, this the complexity of this thing and how much time is this going to take? Um, maybe you can talk, talk through sort of how some of that unique ability is leveraged even with the existing individuals in the firm yeah. today. So I think, I think the, you know, the, the accountant as the, the core relationship person in the firm, you know, really they, they bring a, a deep understanding of the client's situation you know, the chances are they've been working with them for a long time. Right. They intimately know uh, all financial aspects around their business. Most cases, their personal life. Um, you know, they know what's important to the client. How, you know how they take advice. Just you know those those relationship types of things. And so, uh, you know, having a model where that isn't front and center doesn't work. No. Okay. Uh, and w really, this model is about empowering that relationship and elevating it to have different conversations, okay? I think that the challenge that you have in firms that I've seen and talked to U.S. firms is that as firms evolve and they start to add specialty divisions, okay, the, the biggest issue is having a process where the accountant can still be at the core, but that you're bringing in specialists across those divisions. And the, it's great that you've got all these people on the team, but if everybody's sitting there looking at the accountant going, I get me in front of your client, yeah. then what happens is the client gets hit with multiple, what I'll call discovery meetings that are going through whatever that specialist's filter is. So if it's a tax partner, he's going to go through and do a discovery and ask a bunch of questions that relate to what he can do. If it's a corporate advisory guy, on a succession plan, he's going to go and do do that. And so it becomes very almost salesy and right. and clients do get a little bit frustrated because... How many times do I have to tell the same story? Exactly. And, and then they're getting multiple bills and things like that, and multiple engagement letters. And it what's meant to be a simple relationship as a firm becomes very complex. Right. Okay. And that's what you learn when you talk to some of the larger firms is that's the number one issue that they tend to have to deal with as they evolve. Okay. Um, the, the importance of integrating the personal financial planning is just step one. Okay. But you do have to rethink how you have those conversations with clients. And the challenge that you have as an accountant 
especially if you're, uh, you know, a specialist or even a generalist, is how do you have conversations in all these different areas? Right. How do you have one conversation that allows you then to look at a client's overall situation on a comprehensive, holistic way, and then bring people to the table that can add some value to help them deal with their issues or their opportunities? Well, I think that's a cornerstone of the value proposition. Right. Because most people come into those situations and they think, I've got to sell everything I possibly can in one go, right? Um, and if I don't do that, well, then I'm going to miss all these opportunities. And I think that in most cases that the, the client ends up just shell shock, right? You know, so now there's 46 things that you want me to do and, because you're going to make revenue on all of these different things. Whereas the integrated advisory approach is much more, we're going to be dealing with these people hopefully for a number of years to come. Let's find out exactly what some of the issues are. Let's just prioritize a couple of those over the next quarter or two and work together to get there. And we may bring a couple other experts in through that process, but it's still all about the relationship the client has with their accountant, with that trusted advisor. And I, I think initially, and, and again, this is part of that time frame, a little bit of evolution, is there's uh, some, some knowledge on the personal financial planning side that accountants in general need to learn a little bit, yeah. experience a little bit in meetings. And this is why when we have somebody that is a CFP, they can help complement. And so, but, but over time, what I've experienced is that, you know, initially say when I was in the firm, in the accounting firm I was in and I was the financial planner, I'd come in with a partner, we'd do what we call a discovery meeting with the client. And I was there to support the accountants that, you know, they, they understood more around what was going on in their business world, how the finances all held together. So we had a very quick start. You know, I wasn't coming in cold, not knowing what sure. the situation was, but I could support the accountant because I had other, other knowledge and other experience to be able to have a more well-rounded conversation. Right. You're then a team, not a... Right. It's a team approach. And so yeah. normally that's how our model works is there'll be an accountant in the room, a financial planner in the room because the accountant can cover off the business side of it and the personal planner can make sure that we're integrating some of the personal conversations into that. Things around health or they're in personal investment sure. portfolios. But over time, what's really interesting with that is as the accountant's confidence grows, they realize they can do this, okay? And it, it, it's an interesting pivot. You see it happen um, where they, they realize, I already know how to do this. And now, I know now that, right. that I've heard it a few times and I've experienced it and I've seen the reaction from clients, the next meeting what happens is they end up doing more and more of the conversation to the point where the client's looking at them as being able to have this very well-rounded conversation. And so that really is, uh, we wanna make sure that that happens. But what, what the, the benefit of the planner is that they're also there to ensure that if there's a bunch of work to be done, or a bunch of follow-up. They or, can do it, exactly. Right. They can leverage the technology that's built into the process, but also be able to take that pressure off of the accountant. Well, and, and, and I, I've had a lot of key learnings in, in over the last 15 years of really being, um, having in-depth experience in firms. And it's interesting, right out of the gate, um, you started talking about, well, who's going to do $300 or $500 an hour work and who's going to do $60 an hour work, which is phrases that I really hadn't heard a lot before um, dealing right. you know, with accountants. But that's how we built our model. Our model's going, well, the most valuable asset you really have in the firm is the partner. 
Right. And 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 the highest billable, you know, we can come back to billable hours, but that you know that's the that, that's the highest cost of the firm. We can't build a model where we have a whole lot of the heavy lifting task oriented work having to be done by the partner right. makes no sense. Right. Well, they've got to go back and do their day job. So <laughs> exactly, this isn't about um, again. It's not about adding more time into their day, making it more complicated. It's about perceived value, and in right. a lot of cases, the perceived value is face to face. Okay, we can go and do a bunch of work behind the scenes. Clients don't know we're doing it. Chances are they're not going to perceive there to be a lot of value. The valuable time is the time we spend looking our clients in the eyes, having heart-to-heart conversations about the things that are most important to them. And in many cases, once you've elevated that support person, well, you don't have to be in every meeting after that, right? right. You, you want to be part of the Right, process. and I think then it, that's where a lot of the coaching and the process that we've learned right. over the years working in firms is still really important. The client experience, they want to feel always as though there's a team looking after them. It's not a, it's not a superhero model. And right. I think some firms have built themselves on a superhero model where it's the partner is everything. This transition is making sure that clients understand that no, actually it takes a village. You know, you've got all these different people on your team, whether you know it or not. You've got a tax specialist, a corporate guy, you've got a personal financial planner. We have access to resource partners that are gonna bring in portfolio management, insurance, uh, banking, law. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's changing that client That's building mindset. a business. So, right. And I think that was always amazing to me is, is some of the most successful firms Unfortunately, we're built on a Superman model. Right. And as an entrepreneur and an investor in, in, in businesses, um, I would never invest in a business like that because the real asset then is a human being. Exactly. Versus an infrastructure and something that can live on past that Superman model. Right. And I think that that's a, it's a lot of the work that we try to do with firms is you can take that Superman model, believe it or not, and actually transition your practice to, to, to really being a revenue machine to some extent that you can sell down the road, right? Whether internally or externally. We'll be back with the rest of this episode in a minute. If you're tired of feeling short on time and are looking for a better way to grow your firm, I want to invite you to download our free ebook, seven reasons why CPAs are transforming their practice with Integrated Advisory. Visit integratedadvisory.ca forward slash seven reasons. That's integratedadvisory.ca, the number seven reasons, to download the free ebook today and see why CPA firms just like yours are transforming the wealth management world. Visit integratedadvisory.ca forward slash seven reasons to download this free ebook today. It's a tough shift, mm -hmm. you know, being an accountant that's been there. I mean, you pride yourself in the work that you do, the relationships you build, your role in that relationship. Right. So it is a bit of letting go. Um, at the same time. You're saying that's tough? Are you, it, look, are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, think, I think that's an important part of this process. It's, it's mm -hmm. understanding that um, letting go, allowing other people to get to know your clients deeper, 
to have those, but but still have the client understand that you're in the know as the account on all these different pieces. Right. It's where communication, even if the financial planner's following up, you know, he's CCing the account on every communication, little things like that so that the client believes there is full integration and understands that the team is working together and keeping yeah. everybody. And this sounds home. really easy, right? It's really easy. I mean, obviously the first few weeks that, that we launched this concept, we had it all figured out, right? No. Um, no. Um, so let's come back to that because really, you know, our value proposition um, to a firm is going, hey, you're going to come to us because we're the who, right? And we'll help you with all the how. Right. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. And, and we've really evolved this client experience, um, and we call it the integrated advisory experience, surprise, surprise. Um, and the first portion of that's discovery. So right. tell me a little bit about discovery. Right. So, uh, you know, there's there's lots of opportunities in, in uh, accounting firms to have conversations with clients. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's reactive to start. So, you know, a client will raise an issue and through our, this turnkey model, now we've been able to empower the accountants and their team to be able to respond in a more meaningful way to those issues and opportunities that Mm -hmm. come up. But we want to be proactive and the idea is to shift um, the service model away from reacting to clients' issues because it's always harder to put good solutions in front of them when we're doing that. We want it to become a proactive mindset, that windshield focus like mm-hmm. what we talked about, okay? And so um, getting comfortable with reaching out to clients, getting comfortable with changing how a year-end meeting might go is where it starts. And normally what we're doing is we're positioning a, a separate meeting that we call a discovery meeting um, to start with the with everything to do with the client the the challenge we have as accountants is we are we're problem solvers and we're trained to be able to put complex data and information together see patterns see pieces and and be able to go this is how we're going to solve them but it's it's kind of like a muscle that's hard to turn off you know and so oftentimes we're going into meetings we're making already preconceived um, assumptions about what's important to clients or what they should be getting done. And we still need to to have that, but the whole point of discovery is to kind of shut that off. Well, I think too is is it's having broader conversations because as soon as you get laser focused on something, unfortunately, the blinders come on and we get get into the weeds and and we all do that, by the way. So Um, we want to have what I'll call a 50,000 foot broad conversation instead of, you know, we're used to on the accounting side having a a three inch wide and mile deep conversation. What we're trying to do is take it up to a higher level and effectively have a much more broader conversation around all aspects of their life. And it maybe it's only an inch deep, but we're going to get deeper based on what the client tells us is important. We're not going to make assumptions around what we think they think are important. And that is a big mindset shift. I know many times when we're preparing for a discovery meeting, we have a sort of sense with the accountant as to what's important or what we think the client's going to bring up. And we're always surprised. You know, what is important to them isn't necessarily what we thought. Once again, what's keeping you up at night? Uh, We might think we know the answer to that, but in many cases we don't. Um, And I I think too, that's the next, we're going to talk a little bit of technology in in another uh, episode that we're doing. But, But 
you know, that's where technology really comes into bear because if we can capture those those key um, issues and and share that amongst an integrated team of people, it, it transforms the relationship that the client has with us, right? Um, and with and more importantly, the client has with the firm, right? Right. So so second phase because uh, I want to try to get through the first well, these three. Let, let so me, let me, sorry, Dave. Let me let me just wrap up with um, on the discovery phase. Sure. Because we didn't get into really what that, so we talked about it being about clients' focus. Yeah, I want to talk about a couple key components, and then we'll talk about engagement okay. and and pulse. But in the in the discovery meeting, the the first part of it is really leveraging and clarifying the information we already know. So we spent a lot of time talking about the family. Let's get updated. Has your family changed? Is there new grandkids? Is there you know what does that look like? How's everybody doing? Right? So we have a, a good open-ended conversation about the relationships that matter most in their family. We then transition to a discussion around their advisory team because we're, we're, we're talking about the importance of an integrated advisory right. model. And if we truly believe that, then we better take the time to understand who they trust. So who's your lawyer? Is it working? What do you like? You know, uh, uh, who is your investment team? Who's your insurance team? Who do you bet? You know, in a lot of cases, the accountants already know these answers, but it's good to clarify. And we're always learning things. Well, and how do they feel about those relationships? Because yeah. you might think that because they that uh, that's somebody that they love dealing with, and all of a sudden you find out, well, I'm looking at replacing that person, or I'm not comfortable there. Right. Or even more important with business owners, it's the spouse. Right. Right. And, and I think that's something that, that the discovery process really tries to do is tries to get both yeah, spouses yeah, yeah. together. Get the family in. Yeah. And um, so I think it's, a, you know, talking about the important mm-hmm. relationships in their family, but also their advisory relationships that are meaningful and why. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what the purpose of that is to be able to identify opportunities or gaps in service or situations where the firm can help the client complement what's already being done or maybe replace or do different things. So we have a good conversation around that in the discovery. And then where we transition to is more of a needs, issues, kind of opportunities discussion. And it's very broad. We're looking at their business. We're talking about some of those, those things. We're doing the same thing in their personal life. And ideally what that conversation then does is it sort of boils down to, you know, we've, we've had 90% of this conversation about the client. Absolutely. It's less about us talking about all the things we can do and help. And, you know, that'll come in the engagement phase. Um, but it, it is all about trying to get that clarity, um, that discovery or rediscovery of what is important. And we're able to then condense that down into a bit of a plan. It's here's the key things. Here's your key priorities. And ultimately, then the firm is able to then position other pieces and other services across the firm services, not just wealth management or portfolio management or different things. It no. might be, we need to do a tax reorg. Or or, um, or my son's looking at getting married and I'm not really sure about uh, the lady he's looking at getting married. It may be, <laughs> we may be engaging something to put family trust in place. Or bringing or, a lawyer in. Or bringing a lawyer in. Right. I mean, there's all sorts of pieces that it right. leads to. So, and yeah. accountants do a lot of this Absolutely. already. Uh, it's just bringing a little bit more structure to that process so right. that, we're again, they're not getting hit by multiple divisions on different conversations. We have one that allows us to look at all the things that we're able to help clients with. Yeah. And the, the other benefit of doing that is there's some education in that process where clients aren't aware that we do all these services. 
So no. part of the value of discovery that's, is... That's probably nine out of 10 meetings. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's yeah. also being able to position that you're here, we're here to support you for the long term. We're not going to apologize about wanting to have a deep relationship with you and have a full understanding. That's really what we're trying to do with our clients. So, right. so that's the discovery phase. Uh, engagement yeah, engagement phase. So, so you know, now you've sort of decided, I, I believe, that um, this action checklist you, sort of process you, you define, and they might have eight or ten things on this checklist, but you can't handle all of them at the same time. Um, how do you sort of define what those are, and then how do you move into the next phase, this engagement phase? Well, I, I think... Um, you know, and we've learned a lot over a decade or so. Um, the industry's also evolved, technology's evolved to make this easier. Right. Before, what used to happen is you'd get these big events. Okay, so you'd, you'd do a meeting kind of like that, and then what would happen is usually we'd go away and do a full-blown plan. Build, binder. Yeah, I remember the binders. <laughs> Everybody yeah. has probably a binder sitting on their yeah, bookshelf yeah. at home collecting dust. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's, it, we did that. We learn from it, um, you know, and, and so I think what we're, and we're going to talk about this in the financial planning episode, um, planning, plans versus planning. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Uh, but this is really where this has gotten to as we move into the engagement phase is we're, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to eat the elephant all in one bite. Mm -hmm. we're, we're going to focus on what the priorities are and we're going to execute on those priorities. Okay. And so um, that's really where engagement comes in is it's coming back together with the client, uh, reviewing what we've learned, yep. providing some level of insight in terms of where there are areas that we can assist or even support other advisors mm -hmm. um, and are able to help clients take that in small bites okay, where they're able to go, yes, I've got time for that because they're busy too. And so no it's, it's trying to fit it in in a way that's going to be easy for them and that they're going to be able to digest. But I think that's this, this whole integrated advisory model and why CPA firms are so well positioned because virtually all their competition is transaction driven. Right. And so it's this, you know, rapid fire approach, whereas CPA firms can position themselves like, look, we're going to be dealing with you for years and years to come. Uh, we have a team of individuals and we don't have to take care of all this today. Right. And I think that just transforms the relationship to a large well, extent. It, it, you know, most of the financial industry starts at execution. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we talk about a wealth management model. The reason they're not trusted is because they'll come in at the at the sale or the execution phase and they'll try and work back to planning. Right. So they'll go, hey, you need this or this is an issue. I've got a solution for you. And then they try and make it fit. Well, and sometimes and, the client comes in that way. And, right. I, and I think that's an important piece too. Right. You know, in many cases, the client might come and say, I have this particular issue and there is a product solution that that, that is there. But the goal is always to come back right. to a planning relationship right. Right. versus a product solution. Right. Planning has to support the, yep. the decisions that clients okay. are making. And so that, that engagement phase is really just getting clear on, you know, and, and usually we'll try and structure it in, the, in, a, in quarters, you know, the next 90 days, what can you handle? Right. What can we work on to help you? What, are, what can you focus on? And then effectively, we come up with some priorities and we start to deliver some services. Once again, leveraging technology, right. leveraging transparency, client portals, right. things things that actually allow 
that CPA firm to digitize that process right. to a large extent. And to keep yeah. track of all these pieces. Exactly. Uh, that's where technology is is making huge strides. It's not only in the planning process of being able to to help clients learn. Again, we'll talk about that in the financial planning yep. episode. But it it is the tracking and the management, or the management part of wealth management yep. of how do we make sure things are happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I, the engagement phase. That's really where we we get clear on that. We start to execute. And because it's not an event, the next phase is pulse. Right. So we use that. Uh, you know, I, the visual is keeping your finger on the pulse. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we always want to uh, take what we learn. We want to manage it. We want to be making sure that their priorities are laid out and we're, we're executing over time. But things change. Life changes. Um, we find under this accounting model that usually uh, after you've been working with client for a year, You've checked a lot of boxes. You've solved a lot of issues. You've taken advantage of some opportunities, and usually within a within a year to eighteen months, yeah. it's kind of feeling pretty good. Clients yeah. feel like things, the loose ends are taken care of. They're in a comfortable, confident spot, and I think. But things change quickly. Their business changes. Um, you look at our situation we're dealing with as we're filming yeah. some of this right now. The world's with COVID and things going on, there's always stuff that's changing. And so clients, um, you know, clients need somebody that's thinking about them on a regular basis and that they can use as a sounding board. And really their responsibility is, is to keep us as accountants and, and, and planners informed of the changes that are going on in the world. But that's the trusted advisor relationship. At the yeah. end of the day, I, I, I just want to trust somebody. First of all, they've got my best interest at heart. And that they'll look after this stuff for me. And that's the the other reason that I don't want to go to 20 different places. So this clear process, um, you use the term we an awful lot, so do I, because we view um, all of the relationships we have with all the firms that we deal with as a we. Um, But I think at the core of this, it's so important to understand that the firms themselves, that's who's positioning this. The firms themselves are increasing that trusted advisor and elevating that um, to the most valued advisor, which you mentioned earlier, and defining the experience I'm going to have is the first step. And I think in many cases, people say, I'm going to do all this stuff for you, and you have no idea how that's going to go. Having that three-step process, outlining it to the client, and then making sure you deliver that in a consistent manner... That's what we bring to the table. But at the end of the day, this is all about elevating the firm and and the brand of the firm. Um, So I want to close with that a little bit. Um, So the brand of the firm is so important for us because at the end of the day, our job is the guide and we want to make the firm the hero. So talk about that just a little bit and then we'll we'll close this this episode. Yeah, I I think that... um you know, and we, we, we've evolved over time where the Wealthco brand was an important piece to this mix. It, yep. it still is, but it is more as a resource partner. Right. Okay. And I think the process, as you look at what happens, is as we move into execution through the engagement stage, we're into pulse, resources are brought to bear when they're needed. So if clients need a different approach to investing, as an example, Wealthco Asset Management can be one of those resource partners that are brought to the team. Right. And so 
we'll then do joint meetings. That's where the integration is very different, where that experience is different, where clients are looking at that and they're saying, you know what, I can see you're working together, right? right? And our team, you know, the resources we bring, they don't become a resource unless they understand the importance of integration and that it's the accountant and the relationship with their client that comes first. And so everything is about elevating the firm, the accountant, you know, they support the accountant, the accountant is the guide to the client, okay? And so that's how we, we've structured this, um, you know, and I think even in terms of the communications that go out, yep. some of the branding that goes out, you know, it, it, it's always coming out with the accounting firm's brand. We will reference integrated advisory and in some of the branding in the yep. community because that elevates the firm as well because they're part of a larger community of firms that support best practices and coaching and process to deliver a great client experience. But it's rare that you'll see a resource partner's brand be front and center uh, unless ultimately they're part of that team with the client and they're there to support what's happening. Um, so it's, a, it's a, big, a big difference than what say call it a referral model where uh, you know, you hand it off to an investment firm as a referral and they talk directly to the client. There's not a lot of co-meetings and effectively their brand is front and center with the client all the time. Yep. Um, so it's, it's, you know, we've put a lot of effort and thought into how we make that uh, really all about the firm and their clients. Well, and I think that's how our business, how wealth goes transition to say, if this is going to be 100% of our focus, you know, our purpose is to elevate the firms. Right. 100%. Pure and simple. So, um, great. Well, thanks for joining us for, for that session and that episode. Um, in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit specifically about products and services and, and, and solutions um, that, uh, that we present to clients, how we do that, and how we work collaboratively. So, uh, look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to the Innovative Accountant Podcast. If you're ready to see if your firm can benefit from the integrated advisory model, book a call with one of our team members today by visiting integratedadvisory.ca.